Why is mentorship so important? And how can you find or become a mentor? We discuss this and more with special guest Tony Mittenberg on this episode of The Overthinkers. Well, hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people like you to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, newly launched pop background actor. And with me, as always, is my deliberately dashing co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, guy who has a lot of smart things to say. If you want to pay me, I'll tell you. Before you begin, I must ask that you pay in advance. Five cents, please. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to start a paid mentorship. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's, and that brings us to our very special guest. He is the Director of Leadership and Discipleship for True Spirit and Truth, a training and equipping ministry for church leaders. He is a podcast host, veteran, author, and father to three amazing kids. He is married to his high school sweetheart, and they live in Centerville, Ohio. He is the terrific, the tremendous, the transcendent, Tony Mittenberger. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I... How much would it cost me to have you come around and introduce me everywhere I go? That was amazing. <laughs> um, we do we'll talk we about pricing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a yes. there's a tier. I, I'm probably in the middle tier, if that's okay. Yes. Can, yeah. It's a digital tier. We'll come on right. on your phone and exactly. tell you what you want. You can zoom me in and I will say all the great things about you. Five cents, please. Um, well, uh, today we are bringing Tony on to talk about why mentorship is important. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy this conversation and want to find more conversations like this and engage with fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us ideas for future episodes. And they can also send us all of their love and hate mail. Yes, we read all of it. And uh, we do read it, but we will throw away the hate mail. Sorry. Uh, I'm kidding. Actually, we read it very, very intently. And sometimes we actually have people on uh, to talk about the things they hated, which is great. So we love all of your feedback. Please um, send us everything that you think during the episodes. Also, you can head over to Facebook where we have a private group called The Overthinkers. And it has almost 10,000 members now of people who like to have fun thinking deeply like yourself. We have memes, discussions, uh, articles, videos. We want you there. So check out our private group on Facebook. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review and share with a friend. Cool. So everybody ready to get started? Let's do it. Let's cool. do it. According to Merriam-Webster, Mentorship is the influence, guidance, or direction given by a mentor, and a mentor is defined as a trusted counselor or guide. Mentors are everywhere in our pop culture today, obviously with characters like Yoda, the Karate Kid series, or any of the various, or Harry Potter, any of the very, and Gandalf, really big part of our whole culture. And everyone agrees that having a mentor with more experience than you, who builds relationship with you to counsel and guide you, whether in life, business, or education, is deeply important to succeeding in the world, especially for young people. According to mentoring.org, which pulls from multiple studies, young adults with a mentor are 55% less likely than their peers to skip school, more likely to volunteer regularly, 90% are interested in becoming a mentor, 130% more likely to hold leadership positions, and 55% more likely to be enrolled in college, and 46% more like, less likely to use drugs. And yet, so many people have difficulty finding a mentor or finding time to be a mentor and don't know what it would look of what positive mentorship would look like or what it would look like to make a meaningful part of their lives. So Tony, as somebody who's invested in the idea of discipleship, what does mentorship have such a big impact on people? 
and why is it so hard to find rich mentor mentee relationships today? Uh, so I think I think I would start with the idea that the reason that it's so important is because it's so relational, and the reason it's so difficult is because it's so relational. <laughs> yeah. And relationships are just so complicated, right? Because people are messy and we come in with all of our own baggage, all of our own feelings, our own emotions, right? So most of us disqualify ourselves from being a mentor. And that actually hurts us as the mentor. Mm -hmm. And it hurts the possibility of the mentee. Because I, I think the number one lie in mentorship is that we're teaching someone to be like us. Hmm. And that's just not true. What we're actually trying to do is mentor someone so that they can hit the goals that they want, not that, not what we want. Hmm. Okay. That's really interesting. I think, you know, as someone who has for a long time seen the value of mentorship, it started in my home first, right? I think we were built um, organically for mentorship. We see it in scripture. And I think we also see it just in the way that family is set up. I think at the very beginning um, within the family unit, we find uh, that kids, and you can use this plenty of studies, I'm sure Joseph will find them, yeah. uh, studies to show that how important the, the role of parents are in kids' lives. And that's fairly obvious, obviously. Um, but I think that we're built to watch someone who has more experience than us, um, who is championing us and who is walking along with us. And I think that if you, if you look, not even look, look closely, just basically, you see how important that is to the development of um, both kids. And I'd say that it doesn't stop when you become an adult, yeah. um, that we need good parents who are walking on this journey with us to show us who we ought to be, how we can become and champion us towards this goal. But I think a lot of people, they end up an adult and go, well, I don't need a parent anymore. I don't need someone showing me. I don't need someone telling me what to do. And then all of a sudden, a few years in, maybe in college, maybe out of college, maybe they're jobless or struggling with relationships, whatever it might be, they go, oh, I kind of miss having a mm -hmm. parent to walk with me through life and show me this is what to do. This is not to do watch out for this i believe that you can find this right this is your skill set etc etc and so i think that um we think of mentoring often as this kind of parent relationship that we're done with at a certain point when reality is something i think that humans need through the entirety of their lives you know my mom who is a respected author and ministry leader still has people in her life that she goes to for wisdom for insight so and and i think it's so important especially for me in my life, I have found that mentors have been a huge conduit to the successes I've experienced and a huge um, help to avoid some of the, the things I would have fallen into the pitfalls. But that's not really the problem, right? So we, we did talk about the necessity and the importance of mentors, but what is the problem in finding them? Why is it so difficult to find them? And you, Tony, you talked a little bit about, because uh, people, um, one, maybe we talked a little bit that people don't think they need them, but let's say they do think they have come to this realization that they need a mentor in their life. They need someone um, Two, a lot of people aren't stepping up to the plate and saying, I am someone who can provide insight and mentorship to someone. I heard a great sermon a while ago um, by a guy named Brady Boyd here in Colorado Springs, and he was talking about how um, uh, there's this kind of he wanted us to start thinking about in our lives and our relationships that we should always have fathers, brothers, and sons, and metaphorically mm. speaking, or, yeah. or mothers, sisters, and daughters, right. the fathers being the people who mentor us, who um, lead us, who have been further down the path and can guide us along this way. The brothers are the people who we interact with on a peer level. Yeah. Me and Joseph, we're peers, we're walking through yeah. life together, we're figuring out life together. And then the sons part is interesting. I feel like this is one that people really struggle, struggle with, is to have people in your life with whom you can share your knowledge, with whom you yeah. can guide, with whom you can help. 
And that's something that I feel like, Tony, you mentioned that a lot of people aren't stepping up the plate to do. And I think that makes it particularly hard, especially in a day and age when people are so divided, everything lives online, and it makes it really, really difficult. Um, but I do think that we were created for mentorship and it's important for us to both find a mentor. And like you said, it's important for the people out there who do have experience and wisdom to step up to the plate and start being mentors. But I do think this is absolutely a necessity to living a healthy life, not just in childhood, but through all of our entire life. But Joseph, what do you think about this? Well, so yeah, you, you had um, me, you threw, threw me and said, hey, you know, you'll probably find some studies about this. But yes, like if you, if you actually go uh, to, there's a couple of articles you can go to, the Wall Street Journal has the, an article, the politicization of motherhood, and New York Times has an article about the, um, how, um, how uh, men's bodies change when they have children. And so those are two couple articles you can look at. But, but the thing is that one of the upshot of those articles is that, you know, children, like you talk about children, they have the problem of that the whole world is new to them. This world is something new to me. And the world is complicated and the world is mm -hmm. a lot of the world and they can't actually you know, they, so they don't know how to navigate the world. And so parents, right from the beginning, parents are both like, we know how to navigate the world because we've done it a lot more than you. And so we can actually impart that to you. And it's, it's, there's a biological dispositions involved in, in the mothers and fathers, but in generally it's like, you know, the mother's like, I have the emotions that you're feeling right now. I have felt before. And so I actually know what you're feeling more than you do yourself. Mm -hmm. I can do that for you. And the, you know, a, a men's adults brains, you know, bond and do that with wrestling. It's like, okay, I know how strong you can be or how weak you are and how to test those limits for you. And that's the thing is that that's extrapolated, like you said, throughout all of life, which is that, you know, the whole world is very complicated. It's more complicated than any one person can know. And you can only know that by having actually lived through it. And so in order to actually, so you're not just stumbling around in the dark all the time, you need somebody else who's gone on down the path for you. But because it's so complicated, it also can't just be imparted verbally. It has to be modeled and it has to be seen in order to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's like, there's a lot of science behind the, what, why we need mentors. It makes a lot of sense. But like you said, it's, it's very difficult to actually make those relationships happen. And partly it is because like you said, as a society, we've become um, the society has sort of atomized into individuals. Mm -hmm. Everybody has started moving away kind of from each other and not having so as tight social bonds. So then of course, you know, again, I will say like, you know, I, I, I've tried to seek out mentors at different times in my life. And those mentors have oftentimes moved away before, you know, from the city before we can just, we can, before we can really establish relationship. So, you know, mentors are, are seeking after their own you know, own betterment and so are not able to pour into the lives of mentees. And of course, mentees want, are afraid of actually putting themselves under the power of anybody or accountable to anybody. And so that seems to me something I don't, I, I've experienced, I've tried to do mentors or I've watched people try to mentors. But so Tony, I want to have your expertise. Like, what do you see as sort of like the, 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 the things that are keeping people from actually building those relationships, which we know, you know, are really beneficial to them? So I, I think the number thing that is the the barrier is the lack of intentionality, hmm. right? It, it's it's a decision to say, hey, I'm going to show up hmm. and I'm going to show up in the world this way. And this is how I'm going to give back to the world. So people talk to me all the time in the nonprofit world, in the church world. They're like, hey, how can I serve? How can I serve? How can I serve? I want to do this. I want to go to Habitat. I want to feed people. I want to do all this. And my response is almost always the same, which is find someone who's isolated and bring them back in, hmm. right? So this is this is really interesting. After the last um, mass shooting, 
I started to just felt like, man, I need to do something. Right. And, yeah. and so I, I kind of dug into the research, uh, 97% of mass shooters were young males, 17 year old males, wow. right? Most of them, almost all of them were Caucasian from suburban or rural communities. So out, outside of gang related shootings in big cities, yeah. what we're talking about, the big ones, the one that make the news, um, we're talking about young men who somewhere around age of 15, drifted away from normal society mm. right now i'm in i'm in the church world and so the 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 thing that like absolutely breaks my heart is that the churches these big churches that are in suburban and rural mm. communities the churches that i've been a part of the churches that i've pastored we've failed mm. because we didn't care enough to go out on the fringes and bring someone back in mm. and so if 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 we can begin to show people that pouring into one person mm. has the capacity yeah. to change a lot of people, wow. then, then this is where mentorship really begins to shift. Because now what I'm telling you is, is that as a man and as a Christian man, or as a man who holds certain values, right? This should be a value that isn't something we do. It's part of our identity. Right. Wow. If, if we go back to Nathan, to what you were saying is, is this idea we were created for relationships. So we were created to give the experiences that we've had to the next person mm -hmm. to, to use kind of uh, biblical terms. We would say that, that everyone needs a Paul who's mm -hmm. kind of the father figure and everyone needs a Timothy who's the son. And if you open up the, the book of first and second Timothy, the very first paragraph says to Timothy, my spiritual son in the faith. Wow. Right. So if, if we don't have someone in our life that we're calling that, then what we've done is we've taken all the goodness we've learned and now we're just being selfish. Hmm. That's really, really interesting. So it's kind of an exhortation to, Hey, if you have resources, if you have time yeah. and you have wisdom, this is not just an option. This is a necessity to start speaking into people's lives. And it's interesting you talk about the value of pouring into one person's life. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately, and I think it's just a, a, a fact of the age, and I think it's bled into the church where we start valuing things based on the numbers, right? You know, like Joseph right. and I right. look at our numbers every single, yep. um, uh, every single episode. Oh, do we get, do we get over a thousand this time? Or are, are we building? Are we, you know, for as long as the podcast is coming, you know, I look at my Instagram as someone who's an author and an actor and a filmmaker, I'm always going, okay, how many people engage with my picture? How many people do? And so you're measuring your worth or your value of the things you're doing by the amount of people. Mm -hmm. And here you are saying that um, when it comes to mentorship, one person is not only um, as valuable, perhaps even more valuable um, in, in a lot, a lot of ways. And you were talking about the, the school shooters and how very often they were alone. If they had had one, that just mentoring one. this one yeah. person could have not just saved um, many, many people and from heartache yeah. and, and violence and destruction, but perhaps that person actually could have gone on to do something good and beautiful in the world if one person had yeah. taken the time to mentor them. So that's, that's an a really interesting and kind of almost devastating exhortation. Yeah. And I think it's something that I hope we can hear, but um, I, I want the, I would like the church and us as individuals and myself as well, I include myself in that group to step away from the valuing of things only with the larger and larger numbers. And I think that the thing that really is sticking out to me, they're saying, no, 
pouring into one person really matters. And we see this actually with Jesus. I know he had 12, um, but he even had his favorites within those 12. He didn't come and say, okay, give me an army of 10,000, a million people. He chose very specific people yeah. to pour into. And through those people, those relationships changed the entire world. And we see this replicated over and over again in the church. We see Paul and Timothy. Right. Um, and so this and is- And you, know you know, the average age of the disciples was- Wait, Say it again. The average age of the disciples was 15. Wow. So oh, Jesus, early. G Jesus was running a youth group. <laughs> Interesting. Now, now go back and read the gospels through the lens of a 15 year old. And all of a sudden, Peter makes so much more sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> it's so true. Like, hey, they're, they're not dumb. They're just young. Yeah. Right. Like, well, they, they could be a little dumb and young. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. Like that. And so that's, that's the hard part right now. But so imagine, imagine what would happen if, if everyone who was just listening said, okay, I'm going to sit down with one person. Mm. And then the very first thing that you do, because we always say that good discipleship or good mentorship has three parts. It's okay. intentional, it's relational, and it's reproducible. Hmm. Ah. right? Intentional, relational, reproducible. So when I mentor someone, right? And if you're thinking about mentoring someone, I want you to say the, in the very first meeting, I want you to say, I will meet with you for as long as it takes. Hmm. Both agree that you're ready. You'll go and do the same thing. Hmm. Interesting. And this is, this is, yeah, it's you, you watch the disciples that Jesus mentored go on and mentor people. And this is literally how the church was right. built. It's, it's the movement, right? It's the movement. Now, one relationship now, at a time. You know who does this really well is the 12 steps. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So yes. I, I'm yeah, a yeah, guy yeah. who's got a recovery background. When you when you finish the 12th step, you have to go give it away. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't really have a recovery unless you give it away. You don't really understand the gospel. You give it away. You don't really have the fullness of life unless you give it away. Well, and this is something I want to touch on, then I'll throw it over to you, Joseph, to get your thoughts. But this is something we, we have exhorted, and I wholeheartedly agree, hey, if you have wisdom and resource, jump into mentoring. This is a calling. Yeah. This is not a, a, a option. Um, this needs to be done, and it will matter in the world hugely. But I want to talk to the people real quick who who don't feel that they're ready to mentor people because they've never been built into. And I think there's a lot of, you know, it's sad, but even millennials who are in their 30s yeah. now who have felt either they come from broken families or bad pasts or trauma, they haven't healed from whatever it might be, but they don't feel ready to mentor someone yet. And before they do, and maybe they even have the desire, but maybe before they do, they feel that they need to um, be mentored, be poured into. And so in, and we talked a little bit about the difficulty of this in today's age, the separation, the, you know, part of me sometimes worries about the, the mega church model because it's so easy to get lost within mm -hmm. a sea of 10,000 people, right? To feel like an individual. And that's so important. And so I think there's a lot of people out there feeling very lost and like, well, I would love a mentor. I would love to have someone important to me. And I'm even willing to be intentional and meet and do it, but I just can't. Um, find it. And so I want to talk about some, maybe some of the misconceptions about how people are going about this and how we can solve this for people who are looking for it. And we can give some resources and things like that, but even just more on a, on a um, ideal, uh, how, how does it conceptual level? Um, you know, one of the things I have found that when I first started out, I thought 
that a mentor had to be why well, I'm this is for the rest of my life. But what I found was I've had different mentors at different seasons of my life that were really valuable for that season. You know, there was a time when I was in LA and I was really struggling. I was a single man and I was really struggling. And that for a season, this guy, his name was Guy, and he came along and he started this thing called the fire pit where he mentored guys once a week. We go out there and he mentored us. He talked to us. He had us open up. We prayed for each other, those kind of things. And, you know, I live in New York now. I don't get to see Guy anymore, but that was a season in my life that was very valuable to me. And so sometimes rather than looking at, oh, I need something forever, say, is there someone who just maybe for this season, for this year, for this month, for the six month period can walk with me through this particular season? Because our lives are broken up into different chapters, right? We have singleness, we have marriage, we have fatherhood and motherhood, we have uh, job seasons, we have move seasons. But what is the next season you're facing in your life? And who is someone who might um, maybe not in every area, but might in this next season have something to offer in this particular movement and chapter. And that's something that I found really helped me. I haven't had one mentor through my life. I've had many, and it's been really, really helpful at different places in my life. Um, so that's something I, that I would first suggest. Joseph, before we throw back to Tony, what would you say in your life has been helpful as you've gone about looking for a mentor and the, and the successes you've found? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, the two two things that you, you had bring up. I mean, so there, there's you know, one is that, um, you know, thinking concept, how you conceptualize a mentor. As I'm looking for a mentor, it's like, you know, on the one hand, I've, I've had the struggle of, you know, once I, I do a mentor, I really feeling like almost like treating mentorship like a marriage. It's like, I really can't pick this mentor as a mentor until I knew I can go with them for the long haul because, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to learn stuff about me and I'm going to, you know, and, and if I don't like it, you know, if it ends up not being good, you know, I have to break up with them. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, that's something that's very frightening, intimidating. And, and, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time being kind of, a, eh, you know, being very wary about sort of who I, I let in to know a lot about me, you know, growing up, you know, I'm a preacher's kid, you know, it's always just be like, oh, can't, can't hide the secrets, can't, can't <laughs> keep the secrets. Everybody's trying to get the secrets. So like, you know, I struggled with overcoming that, but then also what you point out, the idea that, um, that if there's, you know, that, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if this person is going to be helpful to me forever you know, right now. And so that's a difficulty. But on the other side of it, as I've been, you know, getting to a place where it's like, you know, I can try like potentially think about mentoring other people. I suffer a lot of imposter syndrome with that, where mm. it's like, I don't really, I'm not in a place right now where I feel like I figured things out. And so I don't know how, what business do I have, you know, trying to teach somebody everything that they need to know. And I think that that, you know, trying, in other words, what I should do instead is have a podcast, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, reconceptualizing it and saying that, you know, every single person, my mom would often say this. So shout out to you, mom. Every single person has something that they need to learn. And every single person has something that they can teach somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so just thinking about like, who do you have in your life that knows less than you do about at least something? And you can impart that knowledge and build a relationship where you can impart some of that knowledge of your experience to somebody else. And that's been a way that has been helpful as I've been trying to say, okay, lower the expectations for the mentor. And so like this person can help me with this. How can I learn from that? This part of my life, great. They, this is somebody in my life that models this thing that I admire and I would like to have. How yeah. can I learn from them that one specific thing? So and basically that, if you're looking for like, if you want, Maybe it's not career advice, but if you want to see someone, if you want a good marriage, let's say, yeah. go and find someone who has a good marriage. Maybe they can't impart advice on how to you know, get a raise, but they can yeah. impart advice on how to love your wife better. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
So yeah, it's so, looking for those specific mentors. That's interesting. And, and then if you know somebody who looks like they can benefit from your wisdom in one particular area, it's like then you can you know commit to that with them or offer mm. that as something. So that's been something that's been helpful for me as I've been stumbling around in the dark on this issue. But again, you Tony, you're the expert. What what has been some of the things that you um, can read to help people to rethink um, mentorship in a way that might be helpful for them to actually do it and receive it? Especially yes. from people who are looking for mentors. Yes, what would be your suggestion? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I would recommend that people put together um, a council, right? And, and so I, I call it the council of the godly. And in my head, it looks like the table from the Justice League. Nice. Because, yes. Because we appreciate that's that's here. who I yeah. am. <laughs> and, uh, and around that table is men in my life who I go to for various things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Like, and so um, when I'm searching for something on the Holy Spirit, I go to Dr. Bellini, who I met in seminary. When, uh, when I'm looking for something that's uh, family life, I go to Charles Causey, who I met in the army, mm. important to me every single day. Right. And he, he loved me so well. The very first mentor I had drastically changed my life. And now he lives in Hawaii. I, st- I went out and visited him last year, which wow. is the, the best way to do that. Right. Because yeah. we've been together now for over 20 years. Right. We've done life together for a long time. And so, you know, my, my own dad's in there, my father-in-law's on the council, right? Various coaches throughout the year. So I have this council of the godly. And so when I have a big decision or when I'm looking for something, I, I imagine myself and I, I, I physically imagine it in my head, me walking into the hall of justice and sitting around this table are these people, these men, and they give me their wisdom. Now I will also say this, if you're looking for a good mentor, the wisest people I know ask more questions than they give answers. Why? You got me, kid. Hmm. Socratic style. We're a big fan of that here. Yep. I, I, I just believe wholeheartedly that even when I look at the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. he often asks questions that never got answered. Who wow. do you say I am? Who do they say I am? Okay. And then he just went on. And I'm like, answer the question, right? Like, you know, it's super frustrating. For those who have ears to hear. That's great. Yeah, that's right. And so the thing is, is that if you go to someone and they want to tell you all the things, um, the best, the best mentorship, and really the best mentorship that I've ever found are from the people who love me enough to ask the tough questions and then love me even more not to answer it for me. Mm, I love this. That, that's a really, really, I think this will be incredibly helpful for people looking for mentors on two different parts. One, it's, I, I love that we got around to this. Yes, look for a mentor, but maybe you won't find a mentor who can do everything right. for one thing, but find the people in your life. You go, Joseph, you talked about this too. Hey, you do this one thing really well, and I want to be better in this thing, whether it be marriage or work or career yep. or whatever it might be. Um, I want that. So go and I love this idea of creating a council, a justice yeah. league council. And you have, and you start building people in your life for whom you can go to about specific things. I think that's actually very helpful. Cause I think a lot of times when we're looking for mentors, we're looking for someone who can talk into every area. No, yeah. no, no. Councils are biblical. Councils are good. Yeah. And you can look for two different people. So I think it's a great place to start, start keeping an eye out for people who can at least talk into one area of your life and then build up this council. I love the idea of the justice league. That's fantastic. And then two, I love the idea of, you know, cause every episode we 
put out is a question. And we find one of the greatest ways to get to a truth is to ask the question. Don't start with the answer. And so look for people who are willing to wrestle with you through these questions rather than just coming and saying, this is what you need to do. And I think that's a really beneficial thing. That's just as you look for mentors and people, look for people who are humble enough to ask the questions and walk with you to the answers. Because I think, you know, even Socrates believed that when you ask the questions, you end up finding the answers because you have to, because you work through all the different um, parts of that question rather than starting with a conclusion. And I think that's a really beneficial and even just practical way to go about getting insight and vision for wisdom in your life. So I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had more to add to that, but I think it, that's a really, really insightful a way to go about looking for one. And I would also add um, to the people looking for mentors, it might be hard right now, especially during COVID when all of us were locked down and luckily we're out now. Um, it might be hard in your church. It might be hard in your work, whatever it might be. It was really hard to find people uh, with whom to connect and get insight from. And so as so, I'm going to give some I guess, some suggestions that until you find this council, until you find the people, here's some good suggestions to begin starting that process of mentorship. Don't wait to get on this train because we all need insight and vision. So one person I heard um, talk a while ago that they talked about a very difficult childhood growing up, but didn't have anyone to build into them. And they said, before I found mentors, what I did is I mentored myself through books and through people. Mm-hmm. And so until you find that mentor to speak into your life, specifically go and look for wise people in books. You know, C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis is a huge mentor of mine and he's been dead for as long as I've been alive. And, but C.S. Lewis, because through his words was able to speak into a lot of my particular situations that give me wisdom for my life, even in between or before or after I had actual mentors. So go and find people, find books, find resources, find podcasts. You know, a lot of young women listen to my mom's podcast because they didn't have good mothers. And yep. so they find a mentor in my mom through her podcast. Um, so I think find podcasts, find people, find lectures, find uh, whatever it might be as a starting point to getting that um, insight into your life. Now, this is not um, the end, you want to end with an actual relationship with yeah. someone, but don't wait, go ahead and start on this path. And well, then two, I would, I'm a big proponent as someone who talks about um, mental health and mental illness a mm-hmm. lot is if you have the resources, there's a lot of great resources out there now to do it cheaply or even, to, or even free. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of places now and I'll have to look them up and you write me and I'll, and I'll send them to you after I Google it. But uh, <laughs> therapy is so healthy. It, therapy in my life, those have been some of my mentors. For seasons of my life, I really needed a therapist to walk through my decisions, my past, my proclivities, my habits, and help me see how to have a better future. And so if you have access to it, and there's a lot of access to it now, get a therapist. That's another great way to start this relational um, and uh, intentional, as you say, Tony, journey into finding wisdom for your life and the way forward. So I'd say read books, listen to podcasts and find a therapist, even before you might have that personal relationship with a mentor. I think these are great places to start and they might just project you towards actually building that relationship and finding your counsel, finding your mentor. Yeah. Another good thing about that is you can use that at those, you know, the uh, books you read, the people, you know, people you find in books, the people you listen to podcasts, the therapist, you can use that as ways to help clarify the questions about, about um, who you should actually look for in your yes. relationships. Because again, oftentimes you don't know where, what questions to start with. You don't know what, exactly what you're looking for. You don't ha- know how what mm. goals you have to clarify. So that can be good. You know, again, if, if you, so that's the 
figure out what your goals are and what your values are and what you're actually looking for. And you can do that through your books. You need to get help actually on those goals through books and podcasts. And then you look and see what resources, what people are in your life that can actually do have traits you admire that you can, um, that you can then seek out and commit to, um, and commit. And so it's Tony, you say, then commit to that relationship for whatever duration and whatever values are. Um, what else would you suggest, Tony, as people are trying to make, take the path, like, okay, I'm going to, I want to mentor, uh, start what pieces have we not mentioned yet about making, uh, seeking that out and making that work. Yeah. And just yeah, so, as we wrap up, what, what are just the things that you say, the things that we might not have said during this, this podcast for the mentees and the mentors. Yeah. That you just your last exhortation. So I, so I would say that the, the, the first thing is, is that if you're a mentee and you're looking for someone relentlessly pursue them with intentionality, hmm. but, cause let me say it like this, right? I've, I've, pursued some mentors who I didn't really know. And the way that I got them was by sending emails because I did my homework and I was willing to show up, right? There's nothing more frustrating to someone who's a high capacity leader, who's doing well, who's managing the things. Uh, somebody's like, Hey, I really want you to pour into me. When do you have time? And then they they never have time, right? Mm -hmm. If my, if the guy who's mentoring me calls me and says he wants to meet with me, people get moved because I yeah. value that relationship. I value that priority. He's on my council. He gets a, he gets, yeah. he gets in, right? He gets in right away. So if you want someone relentlessly pursue them and show them that you're willing to do the work. Mm, okay. It does take work. That's it yeah, does take work. It does take work. It's going to, there's nothing um, good that comes without work, right? Yeah. Like you got to show up, you got to be willing to do it. Now, if, and if you're ready to start mentoring someone, you don't have to be the expert. You just have to be willing to outwork the person you're mentoring, right? <laughs> yeah. right so here's, a, here's a great example. I have a guy that I'm mentoring, and this is a shameless plug. We read Way of Kings together. Nice. Right? Nice. Right? Written so by like, uh, me. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh, my gosh. But here's the thing. I had a copy of the book. It was a good book, and I'd read it. And so I said, hey, we should do this, there, mm. right? Because I'd already done the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, so again, that's low hanging fruit for me. I can pour into a guy. I don't have to come up with the content, right? All I have to do is be willing to ask questions based off of the other content. Yoda is not the hero of star Wars, mm. right? His yeah. job is to make Luke the hero. So my job is not to be the hero in the mentor mentee relationship. If I'm mentoring someone, my job is to make them the hero and that's what I want to do. I want to make them the hero of the of their story in whatever part of their story they're going to let me speak into and and start with some common values with a vision that's intentional, relational, reproducible. And then you know kind of the last thing I always tell people is that you you've got to treat this like a discipline. Mm, yes. And so one of the things that I say on the my podcast all the time is that if you aren't if you aren't dedicated to your disciplines You'll be destroyed by your distractions. Wow. Um, nobody wakes up one day and says, man, I really want my life to spiral out of control. Yeah. Instead, what happens is we compromise on the things that we know we need. Mm. Please, please, please don't compromise on this. Well, and I think there's also this aspect and I, and I, this is part of the discipline walk into a mentor relationship with humility. It's yeah. not going to be fun hearing, Hey, you're doing this wrong, 
or, hey, I have a better way to do this, especially as guys like, no, no, we got it. But this takes humility to walk into this. And but like you said, it's discipline, it's dedication, it's intentionality. But ultimately, this will have huge effects on your story in your life. If you allow someone to speak into your life who's already walked, who's on the other side of all these seasons and chapters you're trying to walk through. This has been fantastic. Yeah. Tony, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And of course, now we get to show people examples of good examples of mentorship and bad examples of mentorship in our segments, Blesses and Curses. Nice. Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, of course, we take a work of art, media, or resource that has something to do with uh, the topic on hand so we can get examples uh, of this topic. So uh, we always give our guests opportunity to go first or last. Um, Tony, would you like to uh, go first or last on the show? I'll choose last for a thousand, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm still waiting for one guest to be like, well, I want to go in the middle. <laughs> see, I, see, that would be a very unique guess because you see, I frame it very specifically. Yeah, right. First or last. Right. Like, but that, those are just artificial constructs. You can go in the middle. Well, Joseph, since yours are going to be better than mine, I'll start us off. Okay. Um, I'm going like super, super... Um, <laughs> like non-original but we talked a lot about today's so has already been spoiled but i'm going to bless star wars funnily enough mm, because yeah. i think star wars is a really interesting picture of um what a good mentor can do and what a lack of me- having mentor can do mm. so star wars you had the, these jedi knights who are totally powerful they have these this amazing power and th- this power can bring protection and goodness and protectiveness or can bring huge destruction and so star wars is this great example of how beneficial and necessary that on the hero's journey that we are in your story you need a yoda you need an obi-wan you need a um an a yeah, so, and, and especially in the recent series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you see that because Anakin bucked mentorship, I don't need it, I don't want it. He becomes the most destructive force, yeah. ultimately dying uh, in the universe. And right, and it, it is be, really it's because he didn't allow mentorship in his life that he yeah. ultimately not only hurt a lot of other people, but ended up um, himself bringing destruction on himself. And so I think it's interesting to see how Star Wars really values mentorship. None of the stories, even the offshoots, um, they all basically say, yes, you're powerful and you have the capacity for heroship, but to reach that capacity, to bring good with your power in the world, you need to humble yourself and look for and accept mentorship by people. And listen, your your uh, your mentor might not look like Yoda, but find someone who has that that <laughs> gentle wisdom. And I love how you said it's Yoda. He's not the hero of the story. Yeah. In a way, he is. But no, I know what you mean. He's not the main character. His job is to make a hero of the story. So if you want to be a hero of the story, take Luke's journey and find that mentor and be faithful for mm-hmm. a long period of time to that. So this is why I love Star Wars. Try to be a better mentor than Luke was at the end, the sequel yes, series. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> what what sequels? What what garbage sequels? <laughs> um, but I, I think Star Wars is such a great picture of the importance oh, of mentors. So I have to bless that. Um, I thought about doing um, Goodwill Hunting because, but it was just too easy. Too easy. Yes. With, <laughs> the second easy choice. You have done Star that Wars. one before, so it's we still we still have given it it its due. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm going to curse uh, again. I tried to be specific, but this time I'm going a little wide. Uh, but I did a lot of study for my book, Good Man in looking at men and community and toxic masculinity and and productive masculinity. And what I found is, and you mentioned earlier with a lot of the school shooters and such, a lot of them happened to be on these really um, isolated places online in which they had no accountability, they had no guidance, places like Reddit. So I'm gonna curse a lot of Reddit, um, which allows, (laughs) I hate to say this, which allows people to 
um, exist in their own thoughts, almost kind of like Anakin does in their own hubris and do what they think without any kind of insight or mentorship. And I think that we've seen a lot of detrimental behavior, especially from men, because I, I wrote a book about men, good men. And so I, I, I think that when you have people in this specific example, men who are on Reddit in these dark places with no insight, um, you only have yourselves kind of an echo chamber uh, to use a, a popular phrase um, that I think it's really detrimental. We've actually seen the practical outcomes of this in our world. And, you know, we have it in a lot of different ways, be it the insult community, the sexist community, it's racism, sexism, shootings, violence. And I think that if you want to grow and, you know, just this is more specifically about men, you have, you can't be in these dark places away from insight, away yeah. from accountability, away from, um, you know, having to be humble and learn and grow. Uh, so basically I'm, I'm going to curse Reddit. Can I do that? <laughs> I curse an entire website. You can curse a website. Yeah. That's well, well, you sure you did. Some... It's, it's cursed now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can't take it back. When you bound on earth me. is bound in heaven. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. It's done. It's written. Um, so yeah, I'm going to curse reddit especially the the sub genres of reddit that really yeah. allow for this um, the, the toxic manosphere uh that yeah that I really see. has we've seen detrimental effects from so i'm gonna curse I, reddit I will say one thing about that. I agree with you. And, and I wish I could find particular, the particular article that really sh uh, shaped my thinking on this, but there is something that what happens when people don't have adult mentors is they get mentored by their peers. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. what's with men a lot of times. Again, that's why we see that like men who don't have like father figures in their lives tend to turn violent is because wow. they're getting mentored by their peers and their peers don't know any more than they do. And they're and young and dumb and angry. And they, yeah, yes. young and dumb and angry. Exactly. And so that's what you're seeing on these Reddits is that they're getting mentored by their peers, you know, who are also yeah. as angry as they are. So that's, yeah, so that's an excellent point. And that's just another thing about mentorship is that the alternative is getting mentored by people who are just as dumb and angry as you are. We will have people speaking into our lives, but yeah. make sure it's the right ones. I mean, yeah. what is it? Walk with the wise and you'll be wise from Psalms. You know, that's, yeah. it's biblical. It's also practical. Yeah. So yeah, that's my curse. Bless some curses. Joseph. Cool. So I will bless the curse. I, and I, we, I've been over blessing and over cursing on different things recently. So I'll try to be, you know, I've got, I've got two, I've got one bless and one curse this time, keeping it, wow. keeping it nice okay. and short. Nice. So mm -hmm. I'm going to bless the, the Netflix uh, TV show Cobra Kai. And okay. nice. the reason for that is again, you know, it's, I think it's, it's one of the, it's a whole TV show that's built around different mentors and protégés. And the, and what's fascinating is about all of the men, again, it's, you know, free people don't know, it's a sequel to the kid, uh, Karate Kid movie, which is another great mentor, mentee movie, but this one is picked up many years later where the, you know, people who are kids, you know, the, the star and his bully are grow up and they're mentoring other people. And what's interesting is that both of them are, and that it's the relationship with, they had with their mentors who helped them grow. And it's them now trying to pour into other people and the ways both of their good, the things that are good about them and their toxic traits get passed down to their students. And the students find things that they really need from them, but they also then, you know, wrestle with the bad advice that they give. And so they really show the complexity of imperfect people who are mentors, but still are giving something really necessary to their students and mm. the wrestling back and forth with that. And the, even the mentors then learning from the students themselves. So I think it's got, it's, it's one of the best modern depictions of the complexity of it in the midst of a really rousing kind of sports uh, television show. Wax um, on, wax off. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, and I'm going to curse, and this one is going to, uh, this is an edgy one. I'm actually going to curse Call Me By Your Name, um, which is oh. <laughs> that Army Hammer Timothy Chalamet 
movie. And I'm cursing it because I think it gives a good picture of the toxic potential of mentorship and of the doing it choosing a bad way. mentor. Yeah. yeah. It, when you choose somebody to pour into your life who really is more concerned about using you than pouring into mm. you. And that is something that happens a lot of times, even with people you think are going to be your mentors. Um, and when that kind of relationship is based on people using each other rather than at the end of the movie, it leaves the, the mentee broken, you know, um, rather yeah. than actually someone who can grow. And so I think that that's, you know, a really, and the thing is the movie doesn't exactly realize that it's portraying a toxic relationship, which is why it's almost romanticizing it. It romanticizes it. Exactly. Which is why I'm cursing it rather than blessing it. If it knew it was toxic, then it could be a good example, but they, they don't, they think it's, it's a positive thing, but you can just see clearly see these people are using each other and hurting each other through that, particularly the mentor with the mentee. So I'm, I'm cursing it for that reason. All right. So Tony, you're up. Wait, wait, Tony, before you start, I have a question because I want you to do your blessing curses, but could you also add in your blesses just any resources, whether it's Celebrate Recovery, where people might begin this journey? Because we didn't mention any resources, so we're going to dump it on you. Any yes. <laughs> yep. men, young I'm, women, anyone can go to. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my blesses, I'm going to bless Master Plan of Evangelism. It's a book by Robert Coleman. It's a classic um, Christian book. And, and here's why I love it. The, the name I don't love. Uh, because the, the, the idea here is, is what Coleman's suggesting is that the way that we are going to impact the larger church, the big C church, the kingdom of God is we're going to do it one-on-one. And, and he talks about this idea that each of us should go out wherever you're planted and just find one person, live into them, pour in them, walk alongside them in their journey of faith, um, root them in the values of the faith and then have them reproduce it. So master plan of evangelism, a huge blessing for me. I use it all the time. It's also a resource I recommend. Uh, another one I recommend is ways of the alongsider by Bill Mowry. It's a, it's a book that's designed for, yeah, it's, and it's, it's this whole idea about walking alongside someone and this, it's the very nature of the idea. And you can get that from navigators, church ministries. Nice. Um, they have the great resources out there. Um, they're all over Colorado actually. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. We've got the castle right here. The, the castle. Place. That's right. Yep. Um, so, so I, I love the navs for that kind of stuff. Um, there's also a great organization that's kind of budding right now called discipleship.org and discipleship.org, but Bobby Harrington, they're out of Nashville. They've got a ton of resources on their website. That's really focused on pouring into the next generation. What wow. does that look like? I also recorded a great podcast with uh, an army general called Iron Sharpens Leadership. And so cool. I cool. recommend checking that out as well. So those are all good resources that you can dive into. Um, if you're not sure where to start, start with Master Plan of Evangelism, really cheap book and a lot of reward for that book. And what I'm going to curse, Ooh, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, ooh, man, I had a lot of feelings about cursing people on the internet. <laughs> as a general rule, I try not to do that as someone who who puts a lot of content out. Yeah. And so this is what I'm going to say. And I, I chickened out just a little bit. I'm going to curse um, when, when people say that they're an online mentor when they're really just an online coach. Wow. And interesting. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate the difference here. A mentor needs to be relational. A coach yes. is transactional. Wow. Interesting. 
So if if I'm um, if if you think that you can pay someone to be your friend, you, you're wrong. Hmm. I just need you to know that, right? And I, and I don't mean that from a bad way. Now you could pay a you could pay a trainer, you could pay a coach, and I'm for all the and I I have. I have to know what you're doing, and but know what you're doing. Right. And I, and what bothers me is, is I, I was, I was looking through kind of old resources when I was thinking about this cursed section and I, I came across uh, Grant Cardone's 10 X mentorship. Mm. And I, I listen, I've never taken the course. I can't speak to it, but what I can tell you is the best mentors are the ones who walk with you in life. Yeah. Not, not that, you pay for an outcome. And so um, if you're determining the outcome before you walk into the mentorship, it's probably not a mentorship. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to curse anybody that's not, uh, that's putting content out there. That's not clear about that. That's well, we love on the podcast, defining terms. So you could have cursed something better. You're cur- literally cursing <laughs> a term for having a wrong definition. I love that. That's fantastic. You're in the right place, sir. Yes. <laughs> well, I listen, I really enjoy the Facebook group. I, I hop over there and watch the memes and, and, um, and do a lot of reading from what you guys are posting. So I appreciate the community that you're building with a bunch of us who think way too much. Oh, it's uh, a lot of fun. And uh, or do we not think enough? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Tony, God. this has been fantastic. Um, I think people are really going to respond to this. And I think this is a felt need of a lot of people. If people want to get in touch with you, engage with the stuff that you are doing, your podcast, your resources, your books, your ministries, where can people find you and how can they engage and maybe even contact you? Yeah. So um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. So if they want to find me on Instagram, it's at TWMILT, T-W-M-I-L-T. And then uh, I get to host the Reclamation Podcast, which can be found anywhere that podcasts are downloaded or reclamationpodcast.com. And two of the episodes on that are probably, I'd say, your best. I'm uh, obviously so. the best. Are, they, are, right? are, are, are you the best. in the? Are you on them, Nathan? I think so. I can't remember, <laughs> but I think so. Yeah. But no, seriously, go check out the podcast. Check out his work. Uh, Tony has a heart for people. He is grounded. He is godly, and he is someone to. If you're beginning this journey of looking for mentors and furthering your 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 spiritual and mental life, check out Tony's stuff. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Joseph? You can go to josephholmestudios.com if you want to get in touch with me. You also can uh, see my work uh, talking about movies and faith at religionunplugged.com. You also uh, can find me on the socials as well. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Twitter's where I spend most of my time. So you want to see my spicy or not so spicy hot takes, you can uh, go check those out there. Um, and yeah. I think that's about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, of course, join us on our Facebook group and our checkout overthinkers. Uh, go to the overthinker, theoverthinkersjournal.com to give us your love mail and hate mail. And uh, yeah, but uh, thank you very much. Thank you, jo- uh, thank you, Tony, for uh, joining us. And uh, thank everyone else for listening. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.